We're going to tackle consignments on the Riabu podcast today. Consignments are those sort of shipments where you deliver your product to a store to sell on to retail customers, but your B2B customer, the store owner, doesn't actually pay you for your, might it be books or wine or whatever else you're supplying on consignment until such time that they have moved the stock out of their store. And of course, Simon, as soon as we hear stories about, you know, it, dependence, it depends on the customer to sell the product before you get paid as the ultimate supplier. That's where the problem already begins. Yeah, this, this consignment, which by the way I generally approve of, uh, moves the point of revenue recognition, that is the time that you can invoice your customer, from the time that you send the product to their premises to a later time when the product on their premises moves either into work in progress or is sold to a customer. Clearly, there are a couple of implications there. The first one is, if you're going to invoice at the earliest possible opportunity, you need to have accurate data on when that change takes place. In the case of a factory where you're providing some kind of raw material, when the raw material moves from your area into your customer's area, or in the case that we're looking at, which is a winery, where the winery, wine retailer sells the wine to a customer, you need to know from their inventory that that's actually been sold. But how can you know that? Well, there are a couple of things. First of all, you really need the intimacy of being able to see into their system. So this is a very good example of where automation might help you. Um, and, and this is increasingly common in business. Or if you can't do that, you have the old-fashioned recourse, and this is very common in industry in places like China, where you have a guy, and one of the roles of the salesman... You have a guy? The guy who goes into the premises. The role of the salesman is not just to sell, it's to see what inventory there is and what's actually been sold or moved into the customer's area, and then to tally that with the invoices that have been raised. And he needs to do that on a regular basis, yeah? Right. So, in other words, if it's, let's say, a book distributor or a winery, your sales guy is not just there to say when can you take some more of our stock, but no. to actually look at the shelves and say, oh, how come you've, um, I, I see that you've sold 14 bottles of our Chardonnay. Yeah, well, and these days, you know, with, with EPOS, electronic point of sale systems, uh, generally most retailers and indeed most industrial companies will have the ability to measure where their inventory is and where it's sitting. So, so, so you simply need to have access to the data. So, so when you set up the deal, you make sure that you do so that you can tally what's in the way. Of course, I've come across situations where they're using stuff, but they don't put it into their system because they don't want to be invoiced. It's another, another wrinkle for your customer to get a bit more cash out of you is accidentally on purpose <laughs> to forget to, to make a note of the fact that they've used X, Y, or Z, which is why you need to go in there and validate it. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, but consignment is a way of taking working capital out of an overall supply chain because it makes the, makes the relationship more intimate, it reduces time frames, but if you're not going to end up suffering from a cash flow perspective, as a supplier, you have to be on top of where your inventory is in order to recognize revenue at the earliest opportunity. Yes. So what sort of payment terms should you then offer? I see that you've sold uh, three crates of our uh, latest uh, red wine. We now expect to be paid when? Well, this is very interesting. So when you have the payment, when you have the, when you move from a traditional method of I sell you stuff and then you pay me to a situation of I'm going to put stuff on your premises and you're going to sell it and pay me when you sell it, then there's an opportunity for you to reduce payment terms. Because at the end of the day, under the prior arrangement, 
they were sitting on the inventory and they were going to use it over time and they could legitimately claim well it might take us two months three months to sell that so we want 90 day terms but now we're saying you're going to pay me when it's gone or you're going to pay me when it's used mm -hmm. so there's no argument for long payment terms so what, right. so if you're a supplier okay you're, you're you're suffering the fact that you don't recognize the revenue until the, the customer uses it but the corollary of that is because they're using it they're turning it into revenue sooner so yes. you can reduce your payment terms. So to you what, need, actually? Well, it, it depends on the situation, but you need to be savvy enough to understand this dynamic. <clears> if you let your customer push you to a situation where revenue recognition occurs at the last possible minute, but you stick to the original payment terms, then you're in trouble, okay? Yeah. What that means is that you have a cash flow, you have a deteriorating cash flow, the customer has an advantageous cash flow. Yes. You need to trade these two things off. Right, know? so the first thing is to know when the books or wine that you've sent to the shop have actually been sold and instead of the bookshop or the wine shop paying you after 60 or 90 days they are now under obligation because they've already sold the books they are now under obligation to pay you much sooner uh, what within a day uh, do you still then offer them seven days uh, um, what, what's a fair well duration? I think you'd have to look at the you'd have to look at the situation and you have to look at the typical the typical rate of invent inventory churn in order to set a term yeah um, but the idea is that it be shorter than it was before, yeah? Yes, very smart. Oh. So actually it might be to your advantage. This is presumably why you like consignment. It's to so your, well, it, it depends. You know, it is to your advantage if you know what you're doing and you, can, you see the dynamics of this and you, you negotiate a compromised deal that gives you both advantages. It's not to your advantage. If you're a small supplier selling to a big company whose advisors have said, you should totally get your supplier to do consignment because then you don't have to pay until you use it. And they're really savvy and they're taking advantage of the fact that they're going to have invoices later than before, but they're still planning to pay you in the same old long time scale that they're planning to pay you before, then it's entirely to their advantage. And, and if there is that imbalance, if, the, if you're a smaller supplier and they're a large customer, they're likely to be much more savvy at this than you because the benefits to them of doing this on a large scale are enormous, yes? So you need to be wise to this. Yes. So you need to do some modeling and then you need to sit down and demonstrate that you understand the dynamic and you need a quid pro quo, yes? Yes. Well, just finally, uh, you've, you've touched on uh, sending materials to a warehouse and once it moves out of your area, it moves into your customer's area, it's officially now used and therefore you can invoice. But what about in cases such as uh, retail stores, supermarkets, which famously not only take things on consignment, but also charge you for the shelf space? I mean, that adds an another level of complexity that you need to manage, right? Yes, I mean, retailers are always at the front of the pack when it comes to coming up with smart ways to maximize cash flow. Uh, because at the end of the day, their entire business is low margins, but get paid in cash by your customers and push your supplier payments back as far as you can. Because it's the difference between the cash in and the cash out that gives you your working capital and enables you to expand your estate rapidly. Retailers always work like that. Retail continues to work like that. And again, suppliers need to be savvy enough to understand whether they're getting in above their heads. Yeah. Now that e-commerce is upon us in a big way, is that dynamic changing? Well, you know, again, it's kind of back to the automation discussion. The fact that it's done online as opposed to with a piece of paper doesn't alter the fact that someone, a human being, will decide when you're going to be paid and on what basis, yes? They might actually use the excuse of, oh, well, you know, computer says no, yes. uh, as it were. Yes. Uh, but the fact is that they've programmed the computer and you need to make sure that the right parameters for payment are 
agreed at the front and in their system, yeah? Yes, so in other words, perhaps the bricks and mortar supermarkets aren't the ones, the power brokers anymore, but it's the very large e-commerce companies that you can also find stories about online that then also have a big black box where, um, Sure, the, the stuff's been moved, and yes, it's been moved mm. through e-commerce, but your stuff's not, still not going to get paid for. I mean, you raise a very good point, because there's a lot of e-invoicing initiatives going on, um, not just in Asia, but in places like Australia and Europe as well. Automation creates opportunities for savvy operators with scale to take advantage from a working capital perspective, and you need to be aware of that if you're an SME. You need to be very clear that there is no substitute for having clear terms and ensuring that your customer is lovingly, gently, helped to follow the terms that he or she has agreed and is not utilizing the notion of automation, it's all beyond me, I don't understand it, I'm terribly sorry, I'd like to pay you, but the machine won't let me, yes. kind of outcomes, uh, which is surprisingly, surprising how often you'll actually hear that, right? Yes. Uh, the machine won't let me. Well, the machine will let you because it only does what you tell it, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, Simon, thank you. And uh, we'd like to hear your stories of automation, selling on consignment. Drop us a note at uh, Riabu.